G'day, mates, and welcome to the hydration break. Uh, we are back. It has been a bit. It has been a bit for us, but we have a lot to talk about because we went to the World Cup, and uh, Lindy and I did. Lindy's here, co-host, as usual. How's it going? Good day. I think this is what we're going with. Uh, my day, uh, mate. Australian accent is not as not as good as uh, Liz's, but uh, that was my try, and that's all we're going to get. I mean, we could give it. We could give it a really big run if we wanted to. I feel like I feel like I kind of I, I really appreciated the accents over there. I can't do the New Zealand one. I can give a go at the Australian one, but um, I will say, fun fact here before we get started. I have caught myself saying takeaway instead of takeout a lot recently since we got back from the trip. I'm like, hmm, I wonder what other words I've kind of picked up on the lingo that they used over there. I don't ever say takeaway. I don't know about lingo, but I did almost uh, look the, uh, get run over looking the wrong way leaving LAX during our layover. So that was good. I mean, sometimes it happens. I, I was very concerned about getting hit by a car while we were over there because I do not look the right way. It's confusing. I really do appreciate that they have arrows printed on the street because they know tourists have no idea where uh, cars are coming from. And they would be right because we didn't. No, we had no idea. But if you didn't know, Lindy and I attended the World Cup. We went for three-ish weeks. I think something it was like close that. to three weeks. I think by the time um, we had adjusted and come back and all that fun time. Yeah, it was it was quite a, a quite a trip for sure. Yeah, we went to all three of the group stage games and then the last game for the United States. Um, so this episode, we're going to spend quite a bit of time of telling kind of some of our personal stories from our trip plus our thoughts on how the United States did during the tournament since we saw their entire run, um, which we were not hoping that was going to happen. But uh, And we'll tell you kind of how it went down when the United States ended up coming second in their group instead of first and how that went for us, as well as everybody else. It was it was chaotic, but um, you just want to give some thoughts on the trip overall and then we can go from there. Yeah, uh, so for everybody who's been listening, this was my first World Cup. Uh, surely won't be the last. It was a really great time. It was a, a lot at times, um, but like in a good way. It, I, it was a lot of traveling, and honestly, I love traveling. And just being able to see the different cities and getting to meet all sorts of U.S. fans all sorts of soccer fans from around the world that was probably the coolest part so it was just chilling to see the massive groups of people gathering to watch like different games at the fan fests at, around the cities like when we got to australia not to jump already to, towards the end we were walking around sydney and there was two last group stage games happening and that these games would have depend uh who was going to move around um it was the korea germany game and then the columbia game and the amount of people that were there was astonishing and it was so cool to see the amount of supporters that all these different countries had yeah that the fan fests were really cool they were a great opportunity for people um we went to the locations in every city that we were in to see all of this different setups that they had. Sydney's was by far the best. It was the biggest. Um, and yeah, the number of people that they had at, at for the, to watch those games, just standing. I mean, there was no sitting. It was everybody just standing in this mass. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. I, I really want to applaud New Zealand and Australia for setting up such a great tournament. Um, working with FIFA, um, they took what, I guess, expectations and definitely exceeded them. I don't know about you, um, Liz, but that I would, I didn't know what to expect to going into this, uh, but it definitely exceeded expectations. And in terms of the women's game in this tournament, uh, I think this is 
definitely setting the bar and we can only hope that it gets better from here. Yeah, I this is my third that I've attended. So I kind of have a little bit of a thing, like something to compare it to. Um, they've gotten better. Uh, Every one I've gone to Canada was I liked Canada. And I've mentioned this before because they did double headers for the group stage game. But I understand why they don't do that now. Um, Revenue is a big part of it. Um, and so Canada was good. France, there was hardly anything around the cities, like even talking about the games. But when you went into all of these cities, there was stuff at the airports. There were billboards all over these cities and people knew what was going on. You would see people just wandering around in their Matilda stuff or the uh, New Zealand. um, Ferns. uh, Yeah, go go Ferns. Um, Lots of people supporting and uh, it, it was, uh, it, it was, it was fun. And I think that it was definitely better than those, the um, previous two I've been to. We will see where we're headed in May of next year um, for the next world cup. And uh, hopefully, hopefully it'll be a good one. Uh, I'm, I'm sure we're going to go cause we had so much fun, but yeah, it was definitely a lot of travel. I will say that, but it was worth it because those countries are just beautiful. I would highly recommend going uh, if you've never been, because I feel like we kind of just scratched the surface, but we still saw a lot of stuff. I mean, honestly, like, even though it was winter there, I honestly would rec- recommend, like, even going during winter. It was honestly, like, still very green, Um, but I, I didn't mind it. Wellington was not fun, and you have to admit that the driving rain and the wind was not enjoyable. <laughs> the wind did definitely for uh like a definitely a city that is walking. Um, it's not so fun when it's rainy and windy, but I'm pretty sure that's like their um set status quo throughout the year, not just in the winter, right? They when they don't get as much um they get wind all the time but the the rain is not as common but yeah that was that that was probably the least enjoyable part was that weather but for the most part it was decent we got some really good days in Wellington as well so uh we just had a couple of days where it was kind of crappy the first and last day actually when we were yeah in I think it was just for those two days but um, yeah. the middle parts were great honestly for yeah. like for what it was supposed to be um so we're thankful for that um, but yeah do we want to do we want to get into the start of our trip here yeah um so we so, all met in LA well I was gonna say to quote the great Miley Cyrus we hopped on a plane at LAX with our dreams in our cardigan yep so that's what we did I didn't have a cardigan on though um but <laughs> anyway gonna move on from that terrible joke uh but yeah so we got on the plane you can tell the story because I really wasn't aware I couldn't see what you guys were looking at so while we were standing at our gate getting ready to board we all have basic boarding we weren't anywhere near the front early by any means um our friend points out this lady who is um standing to the side and she's like hey that that lady kind of looks like Shannon Box, and I was just like, "Huh, uh, yeah, that that like look that could be Shannon Box, huh? I don't know. Uh, I personally don't. Uh, I I know what she looks like. I really wouldn't know if even though she was sitting next to me. Um, and by happenstance, she, lady was sitting in front of us, and directly that lady, in front of me, right? Um, and that lady was indeed Shannon Box. So yeah, so what comes to find out, it only took us what 10, 11 hours on our fifteen hour flight. Well, yeah, because we were whispering this. and we're like, wait, I think that's her. It's like I don't know, maybe, maybe it is. But yeah, to so then we as the plane's landing, everybody's trying to figure out their phones, and we're all the three of us are talking and trying to figure it out, and then Shannon starts talking to us, just like, so what do you do again? Just like super common whatever and so we talked to her or whatever and then of course me being me I was like so how do you think we're gonna do in the tournament because <laughs> I don't know if she knew that we knew who she was and then that obviously kind of and then she said that she thought we were gonna win and obviously that's not what happened but yeah it was, she was very nice um just she was sitting in 
she was sitting right in front of us the whole time. And so our, uh, our friend had the, the good eye on that one. So, so good on her for, uh, for pointing that out. Cause I probably would have not even paid attention the entire flight and wouldn't even have known, even though she was sitting right in front of me. I just am very, I don't pay attention. Cause I think at some point, like she either got up or you, or you like leaned over or what the situation was, but you leaned over to me and, and you were like, I think that is Shannon Box. So we proceeded for like the next like hour or so to be like, is that, is that her? Yeah. If you didn't know, our flight was 15 hours. So we had plenty of time just to do over this, but the flight wasn't that bad. We had a good time. And uh, so, yeah. So then we, we flew from LA to Sydney, had a layover, and then we ended up in Auckland. Yeah. And then the and game then... was the next day. And then in Sydney, we uh, ran into uh, U.S. women's players' uh, dad. That uh, was Sofia Huerta's yes. dad. Uh, super nice guy. Um, had the like the best like things to say about the team, and he was so excited for Sofia. And obviously, like he was just like you know the typical supportive parent. It was super sweet. Um, it was really lovely meeting him and like getting to talk to him. Um, I'm like really glad that um, Sophie had this opportunity to be on the team um, because like of all that she went through to to get to where she is to be able to make it. Yeah, he was very nice. He he was super friendly. Just kind of wanted to chat while we were staying in line. We were in the international transfer line and we were just kind of hanging out, waiting for. Uh, all of us were trying to get to where we were trying to get into. And he, uh, yeah, he was just super chatty about how, like he wanted to see her play. It was just that, yeah, as you said, just that very supportive dad of he, he, he just wanted to go see his daughter play. And then he got to see her play that first game she came in. So yeah. um, that worked out. And I remember during the game, we were looking, we're like, oh, I bet her dad, I bet Sophia's dad's here. And he's so excited. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, he's he was very, very, very kind. And yeah, it was a long journey for everybody um, that made the trip. And but it was worth it. That first game, I mean, I was so excited for the two of you. And I'm I I voiced this. I said, I'm so excited to see how you guys are going to your first World Cup game. Now, to be fair, I did not feel well that first game. Honestly, like well, I mean, we we both had a moment where I think after that first goal, we stood up so fast and we got so excited. Both of us were like, that was not good. We we should have not gotten above that fast." Yeah, I was horribly motion sick from the flight. Like I was just nauseated. I did not feel good that entire day. But I was like, "I am not missing the first game." But no, yeah, we made no. it through. We we made it through, and then we ended up going out that night actually, which is kind of funny because we went and watched the England game, I believe, that night um maybe oh my I'm, gosh, I'm my... honestly that first day was such a blur like yeah because we flew in and got into Auckland the night before the game low Auckland time at like 6 p.m and then the game was at one o'clock in the afternoon the next day and it was brutal we I just did remember a, that we, we did a, a coffee shop crawl to the yeah, we so we like like walked like three kilometers or so to the stadium and then just stopped at like four coffee shops along the way. Did that help me feel better? No. But did I enjoy all the coffees I had? Yes, I did. Yeah, it was it was quite an adventure. But yeah, so that first game, obviously the US came out. We thought they were gonna win against Vietnam, and they did. Alex missed a PK. I feel like we left a lot of goals um on the table that game. Uh, unfortunately, as we all know, we could have definitely used those goals as the Netherlands, uh, did what they were going to do, um, in that last game. And we knew that was kind of, kind of happen, but how, how did you feel at your first world cup game? Um, besides feeling completely terrible and wanting to pass out the whole entire time, it was super fun. <laughs> I mean, this is the first time I've been to a, a U.S. game when it wasn't a friendly or well, I guess it's te technically I've been to like CONCACAF and qualifiers but this this is the first time where I, we were like this is this is very stressful but like we need to do very well in this group stage game and 
like if we had gone back to that moment when we didn't give up any goals at that time okay that's not that's not bad okay we just need it we just need to win but like knowing how we did the following games that's a different story but like if you take the vietnam game itself to a few goals okay we missed a couple chances i think there's we're gonna get to a point where we're gonna understand that we are not gonna be winning by 13 goals yeah but, but i mean that's not something that we do that often anyway right i just i just thought the game was good just they could have done better for sure i was frustrated because i knew that we needed to put up a big number and that was that was where i was at i was like i looking at the way that it the schedule came out I knew that it favored the Netherlands because they got, and I don't want to call the Vietnam easy, but they were the easiest team to have to play in our group. Out of the group, yeah. And so I knew that it set up well for them, that they got Portugal out of the gate. And I feel like it would have been better for us. I feel like we would have had a different outcome if we would have played, if we would have had the schedule that they had, but I think I would have preferred to play the Netherlands first. I don't know. I just look at it from jitters. I you make a mistake. You get, you're nervous. It's your first World Cup. We had a lot of rookies. I I I personally wouldn't like that. I I actually would have rather it been the Netherlands last because we would have known we have to beat them. Hmm. And then we would have been like, okay, cuz I feel like when we tied, we kind of were like, well, they haven't really scored so maybe they won't play very well against Vietnam and then it'll blah 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 so a tie is not that big of a deal if we would have gone in knowing the score of both of those games we would have known we had to win and I feel like it would have been different right so I think there's a lot of what have could have should have oh, um I mean we can talk about the big thing I think a lot of people have like talked about a lot of different pundits um, that placing that like weight of being the savior on the shoulders of Sophia Smith and then having her play like not typically what her style of play in the cup in the World Cup. It's just how do you go from like you know m- you know having Alex Morgan as the your goal scorer to making her play a different position, a different style? because you want it to look a certain way. Vlatko needed to get over the fact that Katarina Macario wasn't going to be at the tournament. And, he and making Alex play the false nine instead of the nine was part of the problem. And the fact that Sophia Smith cannot shoot with her left foot. Yeah. That compiled with the fact that he then put Savannah DeMello in a really bad spot. I love Savannah DeMello. Don't get me wrong. No, but I... he put her in a very bad situation. This frustrated me because, like, all our youngsters have such good potential on the team. Um, if their coach had played them where they were supposed to, and if they had gone the time and needed on the team, and just putting her up there um, for her second game, uh, in a World Cup game, that just kind of, uh. I, I don't even know how to describe the this how I felt it's because I know she had better potential than that and just just watching her like so lost on the field was just really frustrating yeah she she actually statistically was good but you looked out on the field and she wasn't in the right positions based on what Vlatko wanted them to do And so that was the thing that was also confusing because there were times in that first game where Rodman was like pointing to where DeMello needed to be on the field. And she's like, no, you need to be over there. And again, people that are watching the games on TV didn't see all of this. When you're actually at the game, you can see the off the ball stuff. And so it's really interesting to see the conversations that are being had. And like Lindsay Horan has come out now um, when she was talking to Tobin and press, uh, she was saying like, hey, the structure we were not set up to to win based on the coaching and it is what it is and now just now was released that Ashley Sanchez has come out and said that she was told that she was going to play a role by Vlatko and that did not happen 
the role that she was told she was going to play did not happen. That just came out. I mean, that's what Vladko did to press in the Olympics. Um, I mean, like, she, like, mentioned on the recap show about how, when she's been talking to Laura Harvey about how lost she was during the Olympics because she basically was told the same thing that Sanchez was. And then they completely changed whatever, what the, the plan is or what the situation is and changed her role in the d- dynamic. And she said that she felt so lost and so, so like, um, closed off the Olympics because she didn't know what her role and what the point of her being on the team was. And that was such a shift from how Jill Ellis was when there was always a point A, point B, and like always this, always a next uh, plan of movement of what would happen in a certain situations. And I feel like we really saw that on the field because everybody looked like, Who's going to get there? Who's going to get that ball? And then we we just stand around and we wouldn't know nowhere to go. Well, I think it's also just the fact that when you're on a team, your coach needs to be honest with you. Like, did he tell Sanchez? Again, I have no idea. She declined to comment further on it, but I don't know what that means. Did he say she was going to get minutes? She didn't play a single minute in the tournament. Like, what did he tell her? Why? Again, he put DeMello in a bad spot, and I'm just going to keep saying it because Ashley Sanchez should have been in that spot that DeMello was in. Lavelle couldn't go. She wasn't healthy enough to go at that point. If you put Sanchez in that spot, Sanchez has such a relationship with Rodman and Andy because they play on the same team that you've got that built in. Rodman feels super comfortable with Sanchez, and I think that that could have helped. The fact that he just decided to throw DeMello out there. And I said this when we were over there, I said, I think that he was trying to throw the other teams off because they don't know enough about DeMello to prepare for her. And I think, again, she played well. I think overall there were times that she was lost, but I think overall she played well, but as a whole, our team was so completely disjointed because of the system that Blackco had set up that it was, it was going to fail no matter how good anybody played in the system that he had set up because you have Morgan who's a goal scorer and she's being told to play the false nine which means she's going to be a distributor and then you have all these people now that I see comments and people are saying Alex didn't score and it's like well because she was supposed to be the distributor she can't do everything and that's the thing you have all of these people running into the same space because You've got Alex Morgan playing the false nine. So she's running down the middle. She's trying to be the distributor. Then you've got Saint, uh, you've got Sophia Smith, who is playing on the left, doesn't shoot with her left. So she's going to drift to the right centrally. Then you've got Haran trying to come up the middle too, because she's trying to be an attacking-minded midfielder. And then DeMello's coming up into the same space. So you had four people in the same location most of the time. And that was the problem, is there was a lack of structure to their system because you had players playing stuff that they shouldn't have been playing because Blackwood's system was wrong. At this point, I don't even think we had a plan A or B. Like, I think it was just like, here here is the layout. This is what you do. Go for it and see what happens. And no, well, and we haven't even we haven't even talked about the fact that he put Julie Ertz at center back. What a waste of Julie Ertz! Right. The thing is, is we, we we have sat here for two years talking about who is the six. We need Julie Ertz. We need Julie Ertz. It might not have been two years, but it was. A long time. It felt like a long time. Who's our six? We need Ertz. Blackco system. We need Julie Ertz for it. We get Julie Ertz back. And what does Blackco do? He craps his pants. And yes, I will say he crapped his pants. And because we lost Becky Sauerbrunn, who, in my opinion, was not going to be able to play every minute of the tournament anyway. Right. And he crapped his pants. And he's like, oh my God, I got to put Julie back there. So you spend Alana Cook in 2022 had the most minutes of any player for the U.S. women's national team. So he logged all of those minutes for Alana Cook to then sit her on the bench and not play her a minute in the World Cup. And he put Julie Ertz in a spot that she has played and she played it well in the tournament. But you took her away from the six, which is why our offense struggled, because our midfield wasn't very good. So what yeah, he wanted to really switch doing? things up, put 
Julie back there for one game and then put her back in the sixth position and have Alana take take a take a shot. Or there's this there's another magical thing. Maybe as the coach, you should have brought in more people to play center back if you didn't trust Alana, knowing that Becky probably wasn't going to be able to play all of the minutes of the World Cup and had another body available because Tierna was out with the ACL. So we didn't know the status of that. So why would you not have brought somebody else in? Poor, 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 poor. I'm popping my peas on the mic because I'm mad. <laughs> I mean, nothing I haven't heard before, but yeah. <laughs> I know you heard, that's the thing. You've heard all this because we were ranting about it over there. But anyway, let's move on to the, let's let, um, like anything from Auckland that we want to talk about on the trip. Like um, we, we went to all of the American outlaws uh, before party and then the, they, they had night before parties and then they had a day of game parties and those were really fun. Um, it was a great way to meet other American fans, even though we saw them everywhere. We um, saw people everywhere, literally everywhere, anywhere we went. We learned that I can't say that I say a word. Um, we went and got breakfast the first day we were there and we learned yeah, that the I first say. Day. What, what is a round uh, uh, bait good that people put schmear on? that has a hole in it that would be a bagel yeah yeah so apparently i say that word weird um but we went to this place called the ugly bagel and uh it was really good um it was nice and fresh yeah it it wasn't ugly though so i don't know why they call it ugly bagel no i got the peanut butter and jelly and it was bomb um but uh yeah so we went there that was the first stop we went to coffee shops and yeah, we had some really good food while we were in Auckland, but we can uh but we can we can uh circle back to that when we come we come back to Auckland on our trip. Do we wanna take a trip down to Wellington? Take a trip down to Wellington. Nice little hour-ish flight um south of Auckland. Um nice little windy city of the world. The windiest city in the world. Uh, average wind speeds of sixteen mile per hour. I looked that up. Oh, nice. Uh, we should have should have gone and flown a kite. Apparently, well, we could have. We were right on the beach. Our uh, place that we stayed at was right on the water. It was beautiful. Um, our Airbnb was a bit away from the city, but uh, it was a nice train ride into the city. Um, and that whole entire train ride went along the water. At times, it felt a little bit too scary because the winds were so so like you know. Like that. I just but... felt like I was in Chicago on the L personally. <laughs> I don't like the, 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 the I felt like at times the water was gonna come up and slap the train or something. I was like, oh okay. Yeah, it the, the water got pretty choppy out there on the days that it was kind of rainy and windy, but it the, the area that we stayed in was really cute. Like there was a lot of coffee shops and little shops that you could just kind of walk around and then you could go walk the water. Like we walked the beach, I don't know how many times, almost every day. We yeah. just went and walked the beach and everybody was out with their dogs and it was fun but then yeah the train ride in um it was it was peaceful it was a nice like just a quiet train ride in and then you get into the city and it's on the water too and there's just so many there's we were on the water just everywhere and I really liked Wellington it was I feel like there were there was such a uniqueness about that city um that I liked the structure like the architecture there um a lot uh the cable car that we went on yeah um, this is the oldest cable car in New Zealand they had um, a light show on the inside of it uh that was really cool yeah I I just really liked uh all of the artwork and stuff that they had on the water like on the boardwalk area that you walked on yeah it was a really nice city uh my friend who actually lives in Wellington currently showed us her school and we got to see a really nice view of the city from the, the top of her school and that was really cool we got um, to meet the cat. We got to meet the cat. Uh, there's a apparently a cat that's just a staple of the university there, um, and we got to meet it. And I was really excited because I I love animals and I like the petting animals. Um, so that was really cool. That's a little cool moment for me. Yeah, it yeah I I really liked Wellington and the train took us right to the stadium, which was wonderful. Um, that game, 
I don't know how many words were spoken in the morning, but I don't think we had a lot of talking. I think we were all very nervous for that Netherlands game. Yeah. Um, I don't think that we had a lot of like chit chat. Um, and I, we didn't, I don't think we even went, got up and got breakfast that morning. I think we went to the stadium, like just right away. Um, and so, yeah, we, cause the game was at one o'clock and yeah, I just remember we were all nervous and we were standing in the stadium. We're like, who do we think is going to be in the starting lineup? Cause we were curious if Lotko was going to make any changes. Um, and he, he did didn't. <laughs> he didn't um plain and simple so uh that netherlands game obviously joe roard scored in the first half and um i was i was not speaking a lot i was i was nervous um and it was very chippy as we all recall that game was really really chippy and um and then he brought rose in in the second half and uh then the great haran after getting fouled pretty hard and getting into it a little with our getting into it a little bit with uh vandedonk uh i remember i turned to you guys and i said haran's gonna score on this corner kick just watch i said she's going to throw her body at the ball i think all like everything in that moment was such a blur i just remember like her scoring and like us jumping up I like I was like, literally grabbing you and I was like oh my gosh we I was high-fiving the people behind me I don't even know who they were I don't even know if they were fans of the United States I was just high-fiving everybody around You're me getting a high-five <laughs> and you can't say no yeah I was I was very excited and um I was and then Alex ended up scoring that goal that they called back um everybody freaked out and then I ruined it for everybody around us so I was like oh she was offside and ladies that was behind me she's like how did you know that and i'm like i always look to the ar like as soon as a goal goes in to make sure that they're not going to raise their flag and she did right away um but yeah so we tied obviously that game i i left feeling relief and disappointment at the same time which is kind of weird because i was like i was happy we won because i was scared we were going to lose but then i'm also like we should have won that game I don't know how you felt. I think I I was definitely disappointed for sure. Um, I think it was one of those things where it's just we, the same thing we talk about, the, the lack of clarity on um, roles on the team and the particularly for that game because they only subbed Rosen for, and at the half and that was the only sub we made. So I was frustrated at the lack of like coaching at that point was just we our players were not like set up to do well they were tired towards the end of the game and the Netherlands used their subs and uh I I felt like we are one of our biggest assets is our players like like that we sub bring in like we bring people off the bench and then they go in and have the ability to score because that they're that good um and we didn't get a chance chance to do that and i think obviously especially now that is that was detrimental to what um that that particular game us tying the netherlands put us in melbourne yeah i think uh after that game it 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 was just one of those where you kind of felt like it got away. It felt like we should have won. Yeah. Um, you just look at the overall play. And I know that the big, the big thing that I heard leaving the stadium and then for the days after when we were going and watching games with American fans and stuff was the lack of Lynn Williams in that Netherlands game was the big talking point um, was that we need Lynn. We need, we needed to sub like, People were saying that they thought that Trinity needed to come out. And I don't think it even mattered who you said needed to come out. Somebody from that front line needed to come out and Lynn Williams needed to come in. She could have brought pace. We could have beaten that Netherlands back line. We probably could have scored a goal. I think we could have won the game and that would have changed the entire dynamic of the tournament. And we didn't. Blackco, I think Blackco froze in the moment. I truly do. I think he, and when I say the moment, I mean the World Cup. I think the Julie Ertz situation the lack of being able to tell people their role, because I don't think he knew what their role was. I think he just said things. 
because I don't think he knew. And so it's just, it's really frustrating to me that, uh, that that happened, but we moved on and we went on to the next game and we knew that it, we had to win. We had to tie, we had to do something and, uh, that we were heading back to Auckland. So we spent a few more days in, uh, Wellington and enjoyed such good food Yeah, everywhere. Such good food. I feel like Wellington was our, our breakfast, our, our, we had a lot of good breakfast places around us. That's where I ate all the pies. Yeah. Wellington was like our, like every morning I looked at like, I like, I'm typically not like a morning person, but I was like, I looked forward to getting up so we can like try the new breakfast spot, like a new coffee place. Yeah. There were so many cafes just in the little area that we were staying in and we would just wander and find one that looked like they had stuff that we wanted. And I feel like we got something different every place that we went to. And that was, that was the joy. I would recommend all of the pies that you can try over there. I, I don't even know how many different ones we had, but like different points we we would like get two different ones and split it or two different kind of pastry, like, like savory pastry things. Um, again, all the food. Yeah, it was so good. I, what was it since we're going to be done talking about Wellington, what was your favorite thing that you ate in Wellington? Ooh, Wellington. Oh, no, that's it's, it's definitely going to have to be when we went for high tea and all the little. Oh, yeah. All the little snacks that we had a little. And we tried the perfect. New Zealand breakfast tea that you guys made fun of me thinking that it wasn't real. I didn't make fun of you. I believed you. I just didn't know where we would be able to find it. And um, we found it. Yeah, it was really good, too. So, yeah, yeah. I drank so much tea. Yeah, I don't, I think I consumed my body weight in tea like numerous times on this trip. But the cool thing about the high tea before we move on was that um, Lindy doesn't, but myself and then our other person on the trip with us have uh, food allergies. I can't, I'm lactose intolerant, kind of. Um, And so they made all of my stuff without dairy. And then the other person that was with us had some gluten allergy. So they, so we each got our own little tray of like snacks, which was really cool. Um, And they all were made for us. I, I, you saw my face when I got to have the non-dairy yogurt spread thing for my scone. And I was so excited. I was like, you have to try this. It's so good. (laughs) Like Martha's, uh, was it Martha's tea? I think so. Something Martha's Martha's pantry in Wellington. Um, if you are going to New Zealand and you're going to Wellington, Martha's pantry. Yeah, it was really good. We had 10 out of 10. Absolutely. I ate so much food. I did not feel good the rest of the day, actually, because I ate too much. But anyway, um, but yeah, so Wellington was a good time. So then after that, we went back to Auckland, um, back to everything the same. We stayed in the same place. We did all of the same. Well, you didn't do all the same stuff. But um, so the night before the game, this was when all the fun happened. Um, we, I, we need to mention the fact that we met up with one of our friends, Michelle, um, and she was at the night before, um, with her tour group that she was, uh, with. And so it was fun to hang out with her. We had met up with her earlier to watch a game, but this was like more of a party atmosphere, um, thing. So we went to sing along. Oh my goodness. I don't even know. I don't even know what songs always sang to, but I think I had like no voice by the end of the night because when I sing, I kind of yell. So <laughs> it was also really loud. So we were all just screaming. So it was great. yeah, but um, because it was an American Outlaws event, they actually had a special guest there. And so, um, so it was Allie Wagner. And so we're like, okay, Allie Wagner's here. That's cool. Well, Michelle knows somebody that knows somebody that she actually got to talk to her and she got a picture with her and then all of a sudden walking down the stairs comes Allie Wagner and she starts talking to the person behind me and Michelle's like you need to get a picture with her and I was like no I'm not gonna do that she's like no you need to get a picture with her and so finally Allie came like Michelle started talking to her I'm like she's gonna make me get a picture with her but she didn't and so I just said hey Allie can I get a picture with you and so she's like yeah sure so I happen to be wearing the exact hat that I'm wearing right now, which is my Chicago Red Stars hat. And as we all know, Allie is one of the investors in the Bay FC. 
And so she looked at my hat and she's like, okay, she goes, this is what we're going to do. So she took the right a picture with me, but she was pointing at my hat. And then she's like, take another one. And she put her hand over the logo of my hat. And I just started laughing. So I have a picture with Allie Wagner covering the Chicago Red Stars uh, logo on my hat. It was so funny. She was such an incredible person to just speak to. She's very personal. Yeah. Um, I wish she would continue to commentate. I've talked about this several times on the trip. Um, but her commentary is definitely going to be missed when when she stops. Yep, it sounds like she might be uh, calling it quits soon, unfortunately. But uh, hopefully that changes. Hopefully she changes her mind because we all told her how much we appreciate what she does because she does a really good job. And um, I, she's my favorite by far because she tells it how it is. Uh, no sugar coating. So yeah, so we met Allie Wagner. We went to the night before and then game day and it was game night. It was our first night game over there. Uh, we'd been having one o'clock kickoffs. Um, and then this game was at seven, I believe, um, local time. And so it was a big one. And that's the thing that sucked is that it was such a game that we were like so amped up for. I remember it being like one o'clock. I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish we were playing right now. Cause I just wanted it to be over and it probably would have made our lives a little easier based on what happened after that. Um, Honestly. so as we all know, there's really not a ton to talk about in that game, honestly. Other than we the had fact a, that we didn't play very well. We were well. so close to losing that um, the post, yeah, that post save our life. Um, that happened right in front of us, too. And I, I I could physically feel my like heart like constricting because it was so close. And yeah, I was it was so it was bad. Yeah, it was it was bad. So we uh so yeah, so we barely squeaked by there again nothing really like Lynn Williams came into that game Rose started that game Rose had picked up a yellow card in the game against the Netherlands and then got another one in this game and so she, we knew that she was going to be out for the game um against it was Sweden at the time and then Gurma got a card it was it was just not and Gurma's card was smart because they broke they right. made away. sense it was just one of those, we did not play well in that game. It looked like we were playing not to lose. It didn't look like we were playing to win. And when you play not to lose, bad things can happen and bad things almost happened. It was not, it was not a good showing by the United States. It did not give me confidence um, in them moving forward as a team. Um, and it was really frustrating to see. And as we know, we, ended up tying that game and then on the whole entire 3.2 kilometer uh walk back to our airbnb i spent um that time um on my phone um booking tickets so uh liz and i had decided that we were going to go to sydney either way we had planned a tour that we really wanted to go on and we said we'll just fly to melbourne the day of the game from sydney and then we'll route our way home from then so that's what we did. Uh, and on the whole entire walk back, I was booking tickets for that flight. And then I w was calling Delta because uh, for some reason, like I wouldn't work on my app. And there were three seats on a 6 a.m. flight um, out of Melbourne to Sydney the day that we were going to fly back, which is where our original uh, flights were going to be to go home. So I was like, we need to be on the first flight there just in case we run into any snags and we need to um, go through security, which we did because uh, Sydney had that special airport where you have to um, do a transfer. Uh, and then uh, if we had to pick up bags and transfer in it, thankfully we didn't have to do that um, because I don't think we would have made it onto that flight. Uh, so that was a whole entire three points two kilometers worth of fun uh but we made it happen and we were set up set it up uh i think at, after that game we were all very tense and stressed mainly me because i was i, I think i'm just usually a ball of stress but yeah i went into mom mode which I feel like I kind of was in mom most of the trip. <laughs> Listen, I, I I said make sure I don't run into me run into run into traffic. Make sure I don't run any, into things and I don't get hit by things. Yes, then, but the also mom mode was we had been we went out before 
we went to the, the before thing and we ate but we didn't eat a lot and right. I was like okay and that was we, early like yeah. really early in the day and I was like okay I know we're upset I know we're stressed but we are walking back to our Airbnb and we're going to go watch another game which I believe was England playing somebody and um I was like, we need to get some food. So I, w- I went into mom mode, made us go get some food, which everybody's like, I'm not even that hungry. And then everybody ate all of their food. I like <laughs> You're like, should we get food? And I was like, I'm too mad to eat, but I know I need to eat. So I will go. Like, I will, I will go get food. Yes. So we went and got food. But yeah, it was, the game was just frustrating. And I tactically there's not even much to say because I we, I just feel like we didn't play to our potential I feel like we Lynn Williams came in and she didn't make a huge impact in the game in my opinion mm-hmm. um I felt like when Kelly O'Hara came into that game she actually had a little bit of fire under her which is why I wanted to see her actually play um against the Netherlands or not excuse me Sweden um and uh so it it, it was just one of those things where it's like I I, I I couldn't figure out Vlatko's game plan, which I don't think anybody could, including the players. So we, and the Netherlands had scored so many goals um, against Vietnam that it didn't matter. Like all we had to do was get out of the game, out of the game with a tie. Like we weren't going to, we weren't going to win. We weren't going to come out first in the group. So we knew, we knew what was happening at that point. So we spent another day in Auckland and then we headed to Sydney and then our other comrade um went home but before we uh before we um move on from Auckland I gotta ask again what was the favorite thing you ate in Auckland I already know what your answer should be I, I don't know if you're I gonna know, say I it. know what the it's it's the dumpling place that oh we no went that's to. not what I thought you were oh. gonna say oh I thought you were gonna say the chicken chips oh no I um the, the dumplings for sure okay okay the dumplings okay, for sure okay okay, okay, okay. We did get a $22 steak dinner. We did get it. It was $22 uh, New Zealand dollars. <laughs> and it was like an actual steak. And it was like a good steak too. Yeah, it was good. And I had like, uh, they put the steak and gravy on top of the fries. So it honestly felt like I was eating poutine. Yeah, it felt um, very Canadian. <laughs> um, I was just like, I just need some cheese curds. And then it's, I'm set. Uh, and honestly, it was Do you want to know what my... Steak. Do you want to know what my favorite thing is that I ate? What is your favorite thing? My oh, favorite. I, I, don't, I think I know. I, I think I know well, what it is. I'm curious if we're correct on this. Um, it was definitely the hokey pokey cookie. Oh, so it was like the Giappos, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we went to Giappos, yeah. And then the um I can't remember what it was called. Oh, the popo. Um yeah. the popo um gelato that I had. They had vegan gelato. As I said earlier, I can't have dairy, so I that place they hand if you are ever in Auckland go there they hand make everything in the morning and they open at two o'clock in the afternoon everything and everything's gluten-free so they they bake their cookies they make their waffle cones all of the things and the gelato they make so it's so and there's always a line it was so good we've like we was just lines of people like already like before they even open and the ice cream was so good it was cold that like that last night we went because we went after our steak dinner and we know like what should we do for our last night like yes we're gonna go get a cookie cream, ice cream and cookies yeah the hoagie pokey cookie was bomb and if you don't know what hoagie pokey is it's a thing that is in new zealand and it is their honeycomb um that they put in they bake it into different goods they have a hoagie pokey ice cream which is a vanilla ice cream with that's infused with honeycomb um so that's like a big deal there but uh but yeah, it was really, really good. Uh, the highly Hokey recommend. The chocolate, the Hokey Pokey chocolates. I think yes. I think I like the Hokey Pokey chocolate better than I like the ice cream. I couldn't have the ice cream, so I cannot confirm that that's true. But I like the chocolate. But yeah, moving on to Sydney because I know that uh, we uh, we've got we plenty to talk about there. Um, I mean, we weren't there for very long, but we weren't uh, there for super long. But we did the do the, the tour I had previously mentioned, and that was. So fun. Uh, Liz had found this tour, uh, sent it to me, and then I had seen it. And then I guess I guess we hadn't talked about it, or we we did talk about it. And we were like, okay, let's do it. And then I was looking up things to do in Sydney, and then sent her the exact same thing. We're like, well, since we are apparently both on the same page, we have to do it. And 
it was probably one of the favorite things of the trip. Yeah, I, I can't, I, yeah, it was, I, I, I don't even have words. Like it was one of the experiences of a lifetime. Like I'm not even kidding. Like that's not an, an exaggeration. So in Australia, they have little like animal sanctuaries where you can like hold koalas, pet koalas and play with kangaroos and feed kangaroos. And that's what we did. And honestly, we had an hour there, but I'm pretty sure we probably could have spent a couple hours just. I'm pretty sure we could have just like left, like they could have just left us there for the whole day and just swung back around and picked us up. And we would yeah, we would have. We could have just told our tour guide Amy, and it's like, we'll just we'll we'll just meet you guys later. Like we'll, we're gonna keep playing with the kangaroos. Yes, it was called the Featherdale Wildlife Refuge, um, and it was it was amazing. So pretty much all you do is they you go up there and they say, okay, do you want three bucks for a cup of kangaroo food and then you can i think it was 30 dollars for a picture with a koala and we're like yes yeah. yes to both well liz was like second guessing it she, she was just like should i do it and i was like yes it yes. was the koala picture yeah. the kangaroo the koala, food was done the, the koala the koala picture and i was like you gotta meet the koala like yeah so then you just walk in and they just have these little gates and it's like don't let the kangaroos out and so then you just walk in and there's baby kangaroos everywhere Baby kangaroos little wallabies wandering hopping around yeah okay. it was it was adorable so that was that was an absolute experience um and then after that uh i really wanted to go see the um three sisters which is uh rock formation in the blue ridge mountains and the blue ridge mountains were beautiful as expected um and they are lined with eucalyptus trees which is why they are called the blue ridge mountains um but yeah, the Three Sisters was really cool. And then we also went to the Wentworth Falls and we hiked down there. Um, and that was really beautiful as well. Yeah, the whole entire like landscape of the, the Blue Mountains were like so pretty. Um, I would love to just to hike. Like if, if you're a big hiker and you're going to Australia, like that's definitely um, something you should put on your list of things to do. It's gorgeous place um the hike that we did actually reminds me of uh the chimney tops hike in the smoky mountains so so if you want a comparison of what we did we did a small version of that because we didn't go all the way down because our tour guide um did not want to murder all of our legs which i appreciated yeah i appreciated it because i was getting a little i heights don't typically bother me but for some reason that was bugging me um and then that there was somebody on our tour that just like was not having it at all with the heights, so it would not have gone well. Um, but Amy was a fantastic tour guide, um, and um, she she was full of knowledge, and it was it was really fun. Um, it was a fun tour. It was mostly Americans on there as well. Um, we ran into so many Americans everywhere. Yeah. Um, and then I had the run in of a lifetime that I've been waiting for. Um, it didn't go how I wanted it to, unfortunately, but um, as we all know, Fox was doing the games and they were based out of Sydney and we went uh, down to the studio after, I don't even know what we've been doing. I think that night we were just walking around. We just spent the whole entire okay. day walking around. Um, I think that we use that day as our um buying gifts for people because oh we, we went to the botanical are, we, gardens we wanted to like buy that last minute gifts and we went to the botanical gardens and like this is a very common occurrence on our trip uh we walked along the water yes lots of water so then we we're like oh i think that they're like doing stuff over at the studio thing so we walked over there and ended up running to the 900 person from iowa that we had already met at the sydney airport on our way over there shout out Megan if you're listening to this um and uh so Carly Lloyd is there and if anybody knows me everybody knows that I am a huge Carly Lloyd fan I've been a fan of her since 2007 um and I have this jersey of hers from 2015 that I want to get signed and I brought it with me on the trip but I didn't bring it with me that day I actually intended on wearing it and I forgot and didn't wear it didn't have it and I was like, she's not going to sign stuff anyway. She signed stuff. So I'm like having a semi meltdown. I'm literally like crouched on the ground, like trying not to like freak out because I'm so upset at myself. 
And then you're like, just go, just go have her sign your hat. And so I'm like, okay. And so I'm like, okay. So I had, my hat was like all blue, except the black is like a trucker hat style with like the white on the back. But I was like, okay, if she signs this, I'm not going to be able to see it anyway. So then I put my hat back on and you start getting mad at me because I'm putting my hat back on. I was just like, go and talk to this person that you like, you like love. Like, and because if the the situation was reversed, you'd be like, get up there and talk to her. Like, don't, don't stop being weird. Go. Like, so I, so in my head, I was like, well, I don't want her to sign my hat. I'd rather get a picture with her. So I did. I got a picture with her. So I took a picture with Carly, did not end up having her sign my jersey. So the saga continues with that. But she was very pleasant, very kind. She signed for everybody that was there. She waited and signed for every single person that wanted something signed. Um, and yeah, she was wearing some pink and white yeah. outfit thing that was crazy. But but yeah, we uh yeah, so Sydney, we didn't have a lot of time there, but we we made the most of it while we were there. And Melbourne, we had even less time. Um, and as we all know, that game went to penalty kicks in Melbourne. You know, um, it was so cold. And it was, it was very, so very cold. Stressful. I yeah, I we were never surrounded go. by Australian fans um that were cheering for Sweden, which was not fun because, yeah. you know, it's never fun when, you know, people are booing your team. Um yeah. And then you lose. And then you lose. And then um, apparently your face gets put on TV that you just sad Americans walking away from the game. Oh, did um, that happen? I, I don't know. I, I, we, were, we walked past all the, the media cameras to do walking out of that stadium. And when we went downstairs, that, that was all media. So I'm like. Truly was not even. I was trying not to fall down the stairs because it was very steep. So yeah. I was not even paying attention. Mm-hmm. um it yeah that game we came out in a different um we came out with a different lineup sonnet was inserted into the lineup um and that changed everything to me because obviously rose couldn't play so sonnet took that spot and we played really well we deserved to win that game couldn't put the ball in the back of the net really frustrating lots of questions with blackco um on his decisions that he made um the fact that Rodman had the flu and he played her when you had a healthy Lynn Williams out there um it just I I I have a lot of questions and we're going to get more into this in the next episodes and I say episodes there's a lot to unravel with all of this especially with Um, all the things coming out post tournament um and then there's all the stuff to talk about of all the other games so yeah so we're definitely going to put out some more episodes here we just kind of wanted to share our fun experience um and hopefully you if you didn't get to attend it kind of makes you feel like you were there a little bit um and maybe makes you want to go to the next one because we'll be there and it's going to be so much fun and even if you lose the experience is unmatched like you go see things like you're on vacation so you're doing things other than games but then you're with you're with all these Americans. That was the thing that was so fun is everything that we did. We were with a bunch of Americans and it was just it seemed it seemed like a little piece of home was with you. Yeah. Oh, like I would would have liked to see like being in a different city and seeing like other countries fans and see what they were doing and like in just it would would have been really cool to see like um like I know like Australia had a lot more because a different host cities so they had a lot more presence of different countries um and their fans there so like it's it's just so cool to be in a environment where everybody's there for soccer okay i'm gonna ask you one last question what was the favorite what was your favorite thing that you drank on the entire trip favorite thing that i drank Powerade Zero, just kidding. Um, How many different ones of those did we drink? <laughs> sponsor of the FIFA Women's World Cup. Yeah, sponsor of our World Cup uh, to keep us hydrated. Um, I don't know. I can't. I, I have my answer. Oh, this is a hot chocolate. Right? Yeah, that's where I was going with. I was going with, the. I think it was called the Chocolat was the place. Um, yeah. And they made the spicy hot chocolate. I got the spicy the one time and then the other time I just got regular 
but um the spicy hot chocolate was my favorite thing I got for sure it was so good New Zealand chocolate is amazing and then the hot chocolate version of it is so good yeah just the hot chocolate and then I love coffee um but I'm not like a connoisseur of coffee I couldn't tell you anything about like the richness or whatever um but the coffee was good it kept me going um on the days that we were walking a bunch uh definitely yeah, I had a decaf almond milk flat white <laughs> I did have a flat white it just had to be uh made special for me there you so go. yeah it was good but as I said folks we are going to do more we just kind of wanted to share our personal experience and how much fun we had on our trip but next time we are going to get a little bit more in depth on the U.S. games and then some of the other games around and then all of the all of the fallout of the U.S. bombing out of the World Cup, and then all of the controversy that's going on with Spain um, as well, we will be covering. So stay tuned for more of those episodes. Yeah. Uh, as always, thank you for listening. Uh, thanks for tuning in and supporting us. Uh, we love, really love when people give feedback and just a lot of encouragement uh, is appreciated. Uh, but we'll see you guys next time. Go USA. Yeah, and stay hydrated out there because it's hot. Stay hydrated. Bye. See ya.